We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Welcome in to the very first edition of the Vandal Insider Podcast. I'm Chris King, and thanks so much for tuning in as we get this new adventure started. And a little background here on the Vandal Insider Podcast, what we're starting, what our plan is. Well, this is the first of 25 episodes that we have scheduled throughout the course of the school season. So, of course, starting here in the fall with all the great fall sports getting started into the winter and then capping off in the spring. We plan on having an episode for you every single week. Our kind of target date now is Wednesdays, but every single week uh, during the fall season, we'll talk uh, plenty of football, but we'll cover uh, all sorts of Vandal sports as well. So on this very first episode, uh, we're really pumped about what we have planned here. We're going to have a conversation with the head coach of the Vandal football team, Jason Eck, starting his second year with the Vandals, and he, he joined the University of Idaho after a very successful stint at South Dakota State. Helped the Jackrabbits to three semifinal appearances in four seasons and a national championship game appearance during the spring of 2021 season and he did it coaching under a fabulous coach in John Stigelmeyer. Coach Stig uh, retiring last year going out on top after the Jackrabbits won the FCS national championship so winning a national title and then getting a chance to uh, to end his uh, head coaching career on that note uh, very few get a, did it go out on a high quite like that so John Stigelmeyer what a career he had at 
South Dakota State, led the Jackrabbits 26 seasons, and in that time reached the FCS playoffs 12 times. And here he was uh, last year as uh, the Vandals were in the FCS playoffs, and what a season it was in Jason X's uh, first year at the helm. But it was South Dakota State that ended up as the champion. So Coach Eck coached under Coach Stig, and we're going to have a conversation with both. Uh, talk about plenty with the two of them coming up, and we could have just kept on going and going. Uh, what great to, two people to have here on our first episode of the Vandal Insider Podcast. Well, and however you may be listening to us right now, the great thing is there are a lot of ways to catch the Vandal Insider Podcast today, and as we move forward, we try to make it super easy for you. So this is available on all major podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, whatever your favorite one is. Also available uh, through GoVandals.com, brand new media page under GoVandals.com that you can find for the Vandal Insider Podcast. And not only have the podcasts available this way, but we'll also have the coaches shows available this way as well. So if you uh, uh, subscribe to the podcast on Apple or whatever your platform that you prefer is, well, then you can see every week, boom, there's a coaches show for football and basketball. There's the latest edition of the Vandal Insider Podcast right there. I'll make it easy to download and easy to follow along. So we're excited to get this going and a little preview of what we have coming up next. The first football game of the season is is not on a Saturday. It's on a Thursday. The Vandals will be in Beaumont on August 31st to take on Lamar. So uh, coming up our second episode, instead of dropping on a Wednesday, the plan is to drop on a Monday. And our guests that we have scheduled for that one, we're going to have Sam Herter, who does such a great job uh, covering the FCS join and then director of athletics at the University of Idaho, Terry Gullick, also lined up to be a guest on our second Vandal Insider podcast. So a little preview of what's to come, but right now let's dive right into it. Here's the conversation that uh, we were able to have and what a fun one it was with Jason Eck and John Stiglmeyer, Coach Eck and Coach Stig. Here is our conversation. Uh, well, gentlemen, uh, just to begin with, this is a real treat today to be talking with both of you. Uh, how are you doing? I'm, I'm looking at Coach Eck right now. We'll start with you. I'm excited here. We're getting close to being into game week mode. We gave the boys the first day of classes off so they could just really focus on their school. Start a little bit to get ready for Lamar. Really, we'll turn our full attention to Lamar come uh, Saturday's practice. And Coach Stig, it's a great treat to, to have you join us. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing super, Chris. Um, I've had a, a busy, busy uh, summer, uh, but all of it's been really a blessing and some new things got to do and got to come out there and, and spend some time with Coach and the Vandals, and, and uh, that was very honoring and, and really cool to see uh, uh, Jason and, and Slice in their element. That was really fun for me. Well, you lead me right into my next question. I want to hear all about your trip out to Moscow. How was it? Well, super. First of all, uh, I was treated like uh, uh, it was something special. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not about winning games for me. So that was very honoring uh, to be treated like that. And then because I hadn't been in fall camp here, that I'd go over and watch practice. But, but uh, uh, you know, we were kind of in a fall camp routine. And so that got the juices flowing and, and got to and and, and, and the, the football team was so honoring and, and so respectful uh, to myself and any visitors really. That was that was fun to see and fun to be part of, and it was, it was really a positive experience for myself. And I've taken a little heat because I had a picture with some vandals gear on. I've taken some heat back here, but uh, <laughs> I'm sticking up for you guys. So. 
We, we appreciate that, Coach Stig. It, it was great getting him out here. You know, I just finished my first year as the head coach, and now, uh, you know, Coach Stig has got uh, 26 years, you know, being in that head chair and dealing with it. So it was great to just have him, uh, you know, give us a, a fresh set of eyes to look at what we're doing and help uh, – you know, help coach the coaches a little bit and just, you know, find ways that we can, you know, get a little bit better here so that we can keep, uh, you know, building our program here. But uh, I think our coaching staff really enjoyed it. Uh, our players enjoyed having them around. A lot of them got a chance to visit with them one-on-one on the side after practice and things. And, uh, you know, it was a great opportunity and something I hope uh, as long as we can pass it by Lori, his wife, maybe we'll try to do it again sometime. Well, that's great. And and for you, Coach Stig, had you ever been out to the Palouse before? Or was this your first trip uh, to, to this part of the country? Yeah, it was first trip. Um, you know, I, I came in in the dark and so didn't get to see the terrain and stuff. But I grew up I grew up on a wheat farm many, many, many years ago. And so I felt, not by the terrain, but all the wheat fields, uh, I felt a little bit at home. So it was a, a beautiful area uh, to visit. And what just overall, what stood out to you most when when observing the program? Uh, there's so many things in a football program uh, to pick one thing. Uh, I think um, probably uh, uh, the coaches teaching on the field. Uh, that's one of the things that was one of my priorities for our football staffs was that, uh, you know, it's, it's, football is a class, and so the more you approach it like a teacher and and, uh, and, and build guys up and, and things like that, I thought uh, that was that was good. I thought the organization of practice was was excellent. Um, and just I think you know just the people. I mean, coaches put together a, a great staff, uh, a staff with with uh, desire to get better. You could tell that. And I mean that's what we should do in life. And so it's, it was cool to be part of. And you mentioned uh, Slice as well, Luke Schleisner, the offensive coordinator th- for the Vandals. So not only a chance to get a catch up with uh, with Coach Eck, but but Slice as well. Yeah, that was fun, yeah, and I got to see uh, Slice's wife and get to spend time with Kimberly and 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 Coach Eck's children, four to five. Uh, so those are. I'm a people person. I'm. I'm. I think success, deep down, success happens when when you connect with people and, and, and build relationships. And so it was fun, like you said, to see uh, Slice and see him in his element. And, yeah, it, it, you know, this is going to sound corny, but at age 66, when you watch a guy or guys that you coached with, it's a really proud feeling, honestly. It's a very proud feeling to, to think that, uh, you know, you were part of their – journey i don't know about their development but part of their journey and that's that's important to my myself and my wife well one year ago at this time uh coach eck and the staff uh busy gearing up for a game against wsu the palouse a unique place with washington state uh just across the border uh it's got to make it interesting for you as well you you come to this part of the country and you've got connections uh not only on the idaho side of the border but the washington side of the border as well right yeah yeah coach dickert the head coach was was with us, uh, I think, about a year. Uh, did an excellent job for us. Not surprised at, at the success he has had and will have. Uh, I know there's a tough story uh, down the road, but but he's a great leader. And, and just like uh, Jason is, Krojek is, uh, you take what you have, you take the recipe you have, and and uh, you, you got to tailor-make it. I always used to say, 
uh, you know, that's the jack of the way at South Dakota State. You don't get everything, but you got to figure out how to how to make the best out of it. And those two guys are doing that. Well, and can you take us back? Uh, you hire Coach Eck, originally be your offensive line coach, and then his responsibilities grow over time. Uh, what did you see in him, and then what allowed him to continue to flourish at South Dakota State and ultimately uh, everyone here in, in Moscow and all the Vandal fans uh, so thankful to have him here running the program for Idaho? Yeah, one of the one of the Chris, one of the things I I use or uh, events uh, I use to judge a, a coach or to measure a coach, I guess is a better term, is when we have a staff meeting, and you can picture this: a head coach, ten assistants, GAs, support staff, and the guys that contribute in the meeting uh, with with valuable and useful information, well thought out information and, and Jason is like that and he was like that day one when he was with with Jack Rabbits and um, you know I, I don't think everybody's meant to be a head coach I, you know that'd be that'd be uh, a recipe I think for some guys to to be uh, out of their element and, and Jason you could tell early in his career with us uh, a great leader a great idea guy a guy that was not content with with standard, you know, I've been there a long time and he, he was willing to challenge me, not in a negative way, but in a, in an insightful way, in a well thought out way. And I don't know if he'll remember this, but I, at some point I went down to him and told him that, you know, he's, he, he, I'm excited about him being a head coach someday. And, and I, I remain excited. That really was a, uh, an eventful thing for me. And, you know, I, I took a lot from coach Stig. I, you know, I, I'd say probably clearly the two, yeah, I worked for a lot of head coaches. I think I worked for 12 head coaches when I was an assistant. But uh, I think psychology says, you know, you have primary effect and recency effect. So I, I think I learned a lot. Probably the two biggest guys was Coach Alvarez, who I played under and, and was the first uh, GA under, and then Coach Stig, you know, being with him for six years. He was the head coach I spent the most time with. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot about, you know, believing – you know, and people, when you believe in your players, you know, you're, you're going to get more out of them. And I think he did the same thing with coaches. And I think that's something that uh, is important, you know, when you're dealing with your assistants as well, is showing belief in them and they'll they'll, they'll grow. And uh, Coach Stig was really the, you know, the first guy, who whoever, head coach, whoever told me, yeah, I think you'll be a good head coach someday. And that, that kind of changed my perspective, you know, because I had never, at that point, I don't think I'd ever really thought much about being a head coach. I kind of thought my lot in life was to be a, uh, you know, an offensive line coach. So I, I definitely learned that and one of the biggest things I took from Coach Stig is that uh, you know showing belief in people can can change their trajectory. Well that was going to be my next question it's funny you say that uh, Coach Stig and mention that because I know you'd mentioned that in an interview before about how impactful that was when Coach Stig uh, said that to you and I imagine uh, that has a trickle-down effect that uh, we're only in year one here but now you're in the spot of being the head coach and you're mentoring your assistant coaches and what their goals and and dreams are in the future that that uh, that imagine I that gets passed along as time goes on. Yeah, and you know another thing, Coach you know, Stig always talked about with both players and coaches is uh, you know you want to help them pursue their dreams, and uh, you know different guys have different dreams. You know, some guys are dreaming about playing you know professional football and going to the NFL. You know, we got guys like uh, you know Tommy and Sean McCormick who their dream is to be a doctor, and uh, you want to make sure that you're helping uh, guys pursue that. And, you know, you want to do that with your assistant coaches as well, whether they want to uh, become head coaches or, you know, Tyler Yelk last year had the opportunity to go to the NFL and uh, uh, work with the Eagles. You know, you want to you want to help those guys. And I think, uh, you know, going back to Coach Alvarez, one thing he used to always say is that if uh, 
he, he said this about players, but I think it applies to coaches. He used to always say that if, if players feel like they're getting better and improving, you're not going to have a morale pro- problem. You know, morale problems come up when guys feel they're stagnant and they're not getting better. And, uh, you know, I think that's something that's big for, you know, both keeping your players here in this area of the transfer portal. I think they got to feel like you're continuing to help them and, and get them better, even when they're very good. And same thing with the assistants. You want the assistants to feel like they're continuing to grow uh, and expand their knowledge and, and learning more. And this is a... Uh, uh, you know, a place where they can continue to develop and, and become better, and it's going to help them down the road. Because I think once you feel like you're you're stagnant or you're kind of stuck, that that's where I think sometimes guys are looking, you know, for other opportunities. And Coach Stig, I don't know if there's a player that comes to mind. Maybe it's a class of of maybe linemen you worked with at the beginning, or just uh, in his time working with the offense. But is there maybe a, a story that comes to mind of Coach Eck and, and the impact he had on on a player or a class or a position group in his time at South Dakota State that you really look back on and see that you know the touch that he had really helped in their development? Yeah. And, uh many players uh but i i think the one that comes to mind is Garrett greenfield or still our left uh, tackle he's using his starting left tackle he's an all-american he's uh uh you know in his sixth year using his COVID year and uh he had some tough times he lost his stepdad when he was under coach jack and i know not only on the field but off the field Jason poured into him and, and, and uh, was there for him. And I think that's the, 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 the cool part of putting coach on your shirt. Uh, there are so many hats you wear other than just coach. You know, you're a mentor, you're a disciplinarian, you're uh, a dad in a lot of ways. And, you know, uh, Garrett Greenfield's going to have a chance to play in the NFL. And who knows during tough times if a guy stays the course, if a guy – uh, finds the strength and, and, and coach was there for him to help find that strength for he and his family. So I was, I was very, again, it's probably not the right word, but very proud of Jason for his investment in, in, uh, in Garrett. And then, you know, our, our right guard is Mason McCormick. He also is a, you know, preseason all American and, and, uh, Jason, a different story, different personalities, but also poured into, to, to Mason and, and, and pushed him and probably, you know, in a different way. So there's, there's many, many, many. It, it was kind of a neat uh, thing for me because, you know, six years was the longest I was at any school. So that was the first year or the first place that I you know, was able to, you know, recruit guys and coach them, you know, through their whole career. Wes Janant was a, a young man who, uh, you know, came in, I coached him my first year as a true freshman. Then he ended up, you know, playing five years and, uh, you know, it's neat seeing that. I think you learn a lot. You learn a lot when you see guys all the way through. And, uh, you know, we had, we had a great player I inherited when I got there, and I actually had recruited him when I was at Western Illinois, Jacob Onasorgi. And I really learned a lot about through him because he was uh, the, the type of uh, player who kind of did everything right. You know, he you know worked extremely hard, was disciplined, you know, came in the first day and respected you, do what, did whatever you ask. And I think it really struck me during that time that, you know, Jacob didn't need me that much. You know, he he was an All American. He won the Remington Award for the top center. But he probably would have done that uh, no matter who his O line coach was. And uh, you know, I think sometimes you know, as a young coach, you know, I, I had a lot of pride in guys like that. But it kind of struck me that you know, really, you're 
where you really have to make an impact with the guys who really need you or the guys who are not naturally like that. You've got to help with their uh, motivation and help with uh, you know them having their life in order and things. And I think that, that kind of changed my perspective uh, of coaching. And, uh, again, you've got to pour into them as people. Uh, you know, to really, you know, make that connection with, with a lot of guys. Cause there's, there's not too many guys like Jacob who kind of did, you know, everything the right way. And I, you know, I, I wasn't around when, when Zach Zenner was, I know uh, coach Slice talks about him and coach Stig. I think he was another one of those guys who kind of did everything, uh, every little detail, right. Just naturally. And, you know, it was, it was fun to be their coach, but you know, again, they, they probably, uh, your your uh, impact on them wasn't probably as uh, as big as someone who who needed more uh, more support, more guidance, and, and more leadership through the way. Well, this is great. Uh, these are great stories. This is great to hear. And uh, you know, Coach Stig, uh, fast forward a little bit that uh, you guys continue to have great success, uh, just building and building and building. And then you, you made the comment to Coach Eck at some point that you think he's going to make a, a great head coach someday. And then uh, the opportunities, he's getting phone calls about chances to, to interview for head coaching opportunities. Uh, what did you think when he told you, hey, you know, I'm going to have a conversation with Idaho. This is a possibility that there might be for me. Uh, what did you think? I know you're, you're busy on your program and the, uh, I guess the, the, the two sides of it. The good thing is you have coaches who you know, other teams are asking about, but it's also a busy time of the year as well when you're having success, but uh, you want to give them good advice. What did you think of the Idaho opportunity when, when he kind of mentioned it to you? Well, I was excited for he and his family, uh, number one. And, and, and Jason addressed this, coach addressed this. You know, I, I had so many people in my life that allowed me and encouraged me to pursue my dream or in, my, in the case of our family, our dream. And so uh, when you've experienced that so many times and it's been such a positive and life uh, building up experience, you have to do that. And so uh, did I evaluate, uh, you know, the University of Idaho's football team and give them advice that way about this, that, or the other thing? Uh, That's not my, my, my job. My job is to encourage and support, to tell our assistants, and in this case, uh, Coach X, you know, what can I do to help you out? And, uh, you know, they find out, you know, through the interview process and, and talking to people and researching it, uh, if it's meant to be, and if it fits their personality and their dreams. Uh, but I, in our program, and I know coaches the same way, uh, you know, uh, built on, you have young men, it's, both young coaches and student athletes, it's such a special time in their life. Uh, I think the the concept of encouragement and pursue your dreams, which ideally I did for for coaches, is really powerful. Yeah, he, uh, you know, one thing I think is a, a talented coach Stig is he was good not only at answering questions, but he did this with recruits families a lot. Is he'd kind of help them with the questions they should be asking, <laughs> and you know, and that was, uh, you know, I think it says a lot about him because it wasn't just selling you know, South Dakota State University, he was trying to help these parents just navigate the process, you know, not not just what you should be asking us, but what should you be asking uh, other schools. So I, I know we always had good questions. So that was one of the first things I, I was asking him or, you know, what are the, some, of, some of the things I should be asking? What are some of the things that uh, are important? And, uh, you know, when you're an assistant, you're not, you know, tied into a lot of stuff with budgets and things like that. That was a little foreign. So I, you know, I kind of wanted reference on, you know, what is our budget so I can compare, are we in a, uh, are we in a close proximity at Idaho and things like that? So, uh, you know, I think coach Stig has, 
you know, quite the impressive coaching tree now, you know, that has grown out with, you know, like guys like Clark League, head coach at Vanderbilt, uh, Dan Jackson, who's on the staff there. Uh, obviously, Jimmy Rogers taking over there, you know, Coach Dickert. Uh, you know, he's had just a number of uh, excellent coaches over the time that have, uh, uh, you know, I think he's definitely made a big impact in their uh, in their careers. And, uh, you know, he, he definitely was was helpful during that process. It's uh, I think it's unique in FCS football just when all those things are going on. It's during the playoffs, so it's kind of crazy, uh, the timing. But he was very uh, – you know, willing to help. And I, and I, I love the administration here. That really impressed me about our administration here uh, with uh, Terry Gallick and President Green, that uh, they, they allowed me to, you know, have some flexibility. I was able to do my in-person interview, you know, on the Sunday after we played Villanova. So it, you know, it didn't, that was our off day with our players. It didn't uh, interfere with any of our preparation, uh, getting ready for the playoffs. Cause you, it's a kind of a delicate balancing act, trying to do a great job uh, with your current role while also, you know, looking at something that you could think could be a great opportunity for your family going forward. And Coach Stig uh, here at Idaho last fall, one heck of an accomplishment for Coach Eck and the staff and the whole program, making the playoffs in year one. Uh, you've been there. You've been to the mountaintop. You've been a perennial coach in the playoffs. What's it take to, to take that next step? Now, year one of playoffs, and now the Vandals are, are trying to be a playoff team year in and year out. Well, it takes, uh, uh, and I believe this, really, really good assistant coaches, coaches, assistant coaches that are beyond, again, the term coach, but mentors. So they, you know, the, the, the term coach, Chris, it was defined to me early in my career as a, a title that is, is, is synonymous with being able to take somebody where they can't take themselves. You know, uh, you, you know, the simple term would be to motivate uh, guys to go beyond what, what they've ever accomplished. And so if you have great assistance, which coach does, uh, you keep taking those guys the next step. Is it, is it, are they, are they 90% of their ability? Are they at, uh, 99%, but they're still improving. We never get to our God given, uh, max or God given ceiling. So I think that's the, the, the first thing. And, uh, you know, obviously student athletes that you, you have and, uh, that are that are good student athletes. They don't have to be great student athletes in terms of the stars behind their names, but they have to be guys that are committed to that term, and so they excel in in all areas. And I know Coach runs the 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 bone marrow, uh, getting the game. I forget the exact Andy Talley's deal, mm-hmm. and that's an example of 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 their program uh, uh, pushing guys and encouraging guys to be well-rounded. And uh, I mean, in our, at our level of football, uh, it's about uh, uh, maximizing your opportunity and your, your abilities. Cause they're not, you know, not all 25 seniors are going to the NFL. They're going to med school, like coach said, and they're going to go teach physical education and, and coach, which I think, is uh, Jackson's dream, and that those are those are cool, cool deals. You know, one thing, I, another thing I took from Coach, and I think he, it's pretty amazing the curve he had because when he took over, you know, as the head coach, they were a Division Two program, and then he oversaw the move to Division One, and then uh, he just gradually moved up, and it, you know, it wasn't a perfect straight line of improvement, but you know, if you looked at the curve of his career, it was, you know, definitely trending upward, and then. You know, ending with his last year winning the national championship, and I think part of that was, you know, coach was never 
content. You know, he was never content and, you know, was always focused on how can we be better? How can we improve? How can, uh, you know, we coach our guys better? How can we, you know, improve how we teach things? How can we keep the guys hungry? And, uh, you know, I think that's something I've really, you know, learned and took from him. And I think that's a big reason why, you know, his program continued to improve until it, you know, he finally reached the uh, crescendo, you know, if you will, uh, winning it all. And, you know, he, this always stuck with me as he used to always say that even, you know, even when, you know, we do win the national championship and, and they did last year, uh, he said, there'll still be things that we can do better. Even when we win that game, we'll look back at that film and there'll still be stuff that, that we can improve on. And uh, I think he really, uh, that that tone and that uh, you know took took throughout the whole program. And I think the, the assistant coaches bought into that, the players bought into that, and uh, it really had a continuous you know improvement uh, you know over his whole time. And you know, I was fortunate to be there for for six of his last seven years. Well, and with that, a program can't win a championship without great support, Coach Stig. And boy, Vandal fans so fired up after what has happened last year and excited about the future. Do you have any message to, to Idaho fans out there that are re-energized in a way about the football program that maybe they haven't been in, in recent years? Uh, what does it take to kind of have a, a championship level of support from, from a fan base to make it happen? Uh, yeah, take, well, you know, if you want a championship uh, football team, you have to have a championship commitment from the administration, which coaches addressed, and, and that's true from the president on down, uh, the athletic director, the, the support staff, but then your fans, what is a championship effort and commitment by, by fans? It's it's filling the stands. It's, it's bringing somebody extra. Yeah, you, you maybe have been to however many consecutive home games but bring somebody else get them fired up and get them understanding what 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 special things are going on with uh vandal athletics and specifically uh football uh and then obviously everything costs my my ad used to used to walk in there and he'd remind me that everything i asked for has a cost (laughs) a price tag and and uh the price tag is is important to be able to uh, and i know I know coach, I know Jason, he, he didn't want everything. He doesn't want, he wants what, what he needs so he can mentor and, and, and develop his, his student athletes. And, uh, I think he told me about the quarterback type club, whatever it is. I think that's a, that's an example of people stepping up and and, and need to continue to step up. But, but I would say this, I, I think, the, the most powerful thing, and I know finances are important, but when those stands are full, and, and those players walk out onto the field and they know that they are supported. Uh, that, that is home field advantage. That's a, that, that, that gets to the heart and that's where everything starts in the human being. And so get to this, get to the stadium, uh, support the, and then, and then the funds will come. I know they will. I, I was, uh, you know, coach Stig always did a good job. And that's another thing I took from him is, you know, he, he was always good. He'd make little videos that got sent out, you know, encouraging students, encouraging fans to get to the games. And, uh, I know through some of the years we were there, there was some frustrating times where you thought maybe uh, you wish the crowds would be a little bit better, uh, for how good of a team we had. Uh, but I, I kind of smiled last year, you know, when I, when I was there, the only games we ever sold out were the North Dakota state games. And those were either them bringing, you know, quite a few fans to help or, um, uh, 
you know, one year they kind of limited the sales, wouldn't sell them to anyone who was from North Dakota. So, there, you know, it was a sellout. But then when you got to the game, there might have been a thousand empty seats you could see. But, uh, you know, last year, uh, you know, I got to go back on our bye week, uh, which was right before we played Montana. And uh, my, you know, my family was still back there. So I, I went back, saw my family for the weekend and uh, got to go to the game against South Dakota. And they and they sold that game out. And I, I, I kind of smiled because I, I said all, all that work coach has done for 26 years. Now you have them, you know, selling out a, a, a non-North Dakota State game against your interstate rival there. And uh, so he, he definitely built and, and grew that program to get to that point. It doesn't happen overnight. That's great. This next question's a little open-ended. We'll start with Coach Eck, but is there a story that comes to mind when you think about the other, so Coach Eck, for you thinking about Coach Stig and vice versa, that, that just kind of automatically brings a smile to your face when you when you think about the other? The, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of stories that bring a smile to my to my face thinking of about Coach Stig, and, you know, he was just, Coach Stig was consistent. You know, he was, uh, you knew what you were going get, to get out of him every day, and I think that, uh, uh, same thing with players. You know, a player might not be perfect, but if you know what you're going to get out of him every day and he's consistent, you can you can really coach and help them and, and, and work around them. But uh, you know, my, my uh, you know my first year, uh, he was there. You know, he said in our staff meeting, "Hey, this this is the best coaching staff we've ever had here. This is the best collection of players." And uh, it really did. You know, especially my first year. I mean, I thought I thought that was. Uh, you know, extremely motivating. And uh, we ended up winning the conference that year. And he, he brought up also another thing that really stood with me that year. We had four new assistant coaches. So four of our 10 guys were new. And he said that, you know, studies have shown, I'm not sure where he got these studies from, but he said studies have shown it takes, you know, three years to get everybody on the same page when you have uh, a bunch of new people in an organization. And he said, you know, he said, we didn't, you know, we didn't have time. We had to, we had to figure it out a lot faster than that. So those really stuck with me that year. And I think we did a great job of it that year. We ended up, you know, beating North Dakota State on the road, you know, going seven and one. Uh, and, and, you know, time for the conference championship, getting the automatic bid uh, for that. And that st- stood with me. Now, I, I later learned in my subsequent years, that was the same thing he said every year to the team. So, <laughs> But, but uh, you know, still, it has a uh, it has an impact. And that's I think, the good thing about college. You can, uh, you know, your, your roster recycles. It's not like uh, the NFL where you can have a 12-year vet and they're hearing the same message all the time. But, uh that was, uh, you know, impactful, and I think he, you know, Coach Stig had a thing. I think he, you know, he wasn't a, you know, a ranter, a raver, or a screamer, or a yeller. But I think when he had a message, uh, you know, guys really listened and it, it sunk in. And uh, you know, I think uh, the the job he did with that team in 2016 was, uh, you know, really a tremendous job because we, uh, you know, different than you know the last couple of years when we, you know, went to the championship game and uh, and. Uh, you know, last year they they were a dominant team. You know, didn't didn't have a game that was uh, you know within 21 points in the playoffs. You know, that year, uh, I think that team really needed great coaching. It wasn't just having a, a you know we had a few great players, but uh, o- overall we really had to do a good job coaching that team to win the conference. And uh, yeah, so those are some things that stick out about Coach Stig. The I, I smile when I think of. Okay, Coach Stig, your turn. Is there a story that you think of or anything at all when you think about Coach Eck that brings a smile to your face? Um, yeah, probably more of a general, you know, I can't remember last week, Chris, so if you need to come up with a story. Uh, but I, uh, first of all, I want to defend myself on that, <laughs> that, uh, the best staff, best team, uh, well, all I was simply saying, and coach already talked about this, I, I believe in you and, uh, we're not wired like that. We're wired to make people prove themselves. And when you take and rewire your heart, which re- re- rewires your brain, you look at people, you look for the best in people. 
instead of like so many people trying to catch you doing stuff wrong. And so that that's why I started every year with that. In terms of memories, um, I think just I just loved watching him coach uh, on the field. His energy, his expectation, his his running up to a player to make sure he understood. He was either excited or disappointed, but he wanted to get the point across, get in his face, you know, a little bit of spit flying, uh, but all good, all good, all investing in uh, the person, the, the student athlete. Uh, and the other thing I think, uh, again, and this happened, it, I saw it when I was out there, and, and I saw it so many times here, there, his family's investment in his career uh, Kimberly's, uh, uh, commitment. You know, I tell every assistant coach that I, that I was blessed to hire, um, and, and as a spouse, I, I, I give them, in fact, I give them a free ticket to heaven because <laughs> I mean, there is no tougher, there's no better job than coaching football. There's no tougher scenario than being a coach's football coach's wife. And I believe that. And so her positive uh, investment, getting the kids to, to there to see uh, Jason before he ran to the next meeting, it just it was a picture, and a picture's worth a thousand words. I'm not going to use all thousand, but it was a picture of uh, of a family, a coaching family, a football coaching family that was that loved it, loved the total the total grind. The uh, you know Coach Stig I think did a great job of that. You know every program kind of talks about being a family, but uh, you know how you live on a daily basis and you know I think what you what you actually do shows a lot like that. And uh, uh, my wife is uh, you know amazing with that stuff. And I read a good article this summer. I can't remember which head coach, but I think one of the Power Five head coaches says you know you really can't have balance you know between you know, your family and your work you, you have to blend it you have to kind of you know bring them together to, to to get quality time because there's not there's not enough time to divide up and have a balance between the two and uh uh you know she's wonderful with that with uh you know blending it together and you know i, I do think it's a uh, not not just with my kids but i think it's a positive uh you know statement to all of our players when they see uh, you know, any of our coaches having their kids at practice and see them being a good, good husband, a good father. Uh, you know, I think that's, you know, living that example that uh, is going to help, you know, make our young men, you know, not just become the best football players, but hopefully great, you know, husbands and fathers one day by just, just that example of that. And that's something as I, as I built our staff, I, I was looking for that. I wanted to make sure we had a, a, a good family dynamic and we had guys who were fathers because that, uh, I think that's a powerful part of our, our job is helping develop those guys as people. Well, speaking of family, Coach Stig, kind of a, a new chapter in life for you. I imagine a, a lot of it has to do with uh, spending time with family and more time with family. Uh, how has the transition been? How is, uh, I imagine, as you kind of talked about being out here for camp, a, a little different uh, kind of August for you in September coming up? Yeah, and uh, yeah, I would be a liar if I didn't say there's been some tough times, you know, some emotional times of missing this great profession we're talking about but on the other hand um the journey Lori and i my wife and i and our family went through it was a dream come true and uh, i hope i hope most people that go through their their working uh tenure can end it and say i would not have done it any you know differently and so we've had 
more family time. Uh, we have four grandchildren, one in town and three, four hours away. We've helped with uh, house repairs for uh, three of our four kids. Uh, and so they're just available, you know, which is, you know, again, Coach talked about blending it and making it part of it. But it's, it's as we know, uh, it's a grind. And my wife and I, my wife's the top thing she wants to do I don't like the term bucket list, but I think everybody understands that term, is to go out to the New England states, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, look at the leaves in the fall. Well, you don't do that as a football coach, right? You don't even talk about it. And so we're going to do that for eight days this fall, and I'm going to try to honor her uh, because of her unbelievable support that she gave myself and her family. I love that story. I hope the leaves are perfect and the weather is great when you're there in New England coming up. Uh, guys, this has been a complete blast. I appreciate the time so much. I guess we'll just kind of turn it over to both of you. We'll start with Coach Eka. Anything just to, to wrap it up? I just want to say a huge thank you. Well, I, I think the you know when I was a young coach, um, Jeff Horton was our, our quarterback coach at Wisconsin when I was a GA, and Jeff had been a head coach at uh, UNLV in Nevada. And uh, you know, one of the messages he he you know gave me when I went on and got you know got my first you know full time job and things like that was uh, you know make it big time where you're at you know that's that's one of the keys as coaching is you know have your feet firmly in place and uh, do that and that's uh, I think that's the the testament and the biggest compliment I could say to Stig you know he, he took over a program that that uh, you know probably wasn't the most big time program at the time but he definitely made that program a big time nationally known program where he was at and uh invested every day in it and and did his best and uh the, you know the trajectory of that program and how coach Stig has changed it uh from where they were you know in the 90s to where they are now uh is just a total credit to him and his efforts there and he was never uh you know thinking about the next thing or or that he was you know completely focused on where he was at and uh, you know, he certainly made that program a, a big time program. Coach Stig, any any final words before we sign off? Yeah, I would. I would. Uh, uh, I believe this totally. Um, you know, coach, coach is doing a great job. You build a program. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. What what happened last year, I think, was really special. But now the increments and the the, the steps. Uh, we, you know, we talked about it. To find ways to get better, both through support of fans and, and administration, but also uh, getting their athletes to be better uh, at their their term student athlete. But I, I believe this. You know, when we when, when our careers end and, and someday our lives end, they sum up our life. You know, in a quarter piece of paper, right? In a in funeral bulletin, and uh, you know, I get talked about a lot about you know, a national championship. And that was really cool. And I would not have traded it for anything, but it was not the highlight of my worries in my career. It was the investment that people made in us and we were able to make in people. And so I know, I know coach and his staff are the same way. So as they, as they uh, rack up those wins, uh, everybody needs to remember there's a lot of wins in the hallways of that facility, in the weight room, on the track, in those offices that go unseen but are being recorded in a bigger place than some uh, some uh, press guide. 
What a perfect way to put a bow on this conversation uh, to both of you. A huge thank you. Uh, so appreciative of the time. And Coach Stig, I, it would be great to see you back out here on the Palouse at some point down the road. So just uh, uh, thanks so much again to both of you. You're welcome. It was fun. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Well, again, a big thank you to our two guests here on the Vandal Insider Podcast, our very first episode, Coach Eck and Coach Stig. And as we said at the top of the podcast, we'll have our second episode dropping uh, coming up a little bit earlier, probably, uh, as we said, our plan is going to be Wednesdays as the fall goes on throughout the course of the fall season. But with a Thursday kickoff on August 31st for the Vandal football team, uh, looking to drop that one early next week. So keep your eye out for our second episode where Sam Herter, again, does such a fabulous job covering the FCS. He is scheduled to join us in University of Idaho Director of Athletics Terry Golick also lined up to chat and to be a guest here on the Vandal Insider as well. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. It's our first episode, and we can't wait to uh, to see where this goes. But we've got over 20 planned for this year. So again, appreciate you listening. We'll talk to you soon. These up. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car. Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.